The Burroughs of Berea is a conversational podcast. We study the Bible and we talk about it. Not all of us are of the same faith, and one of us doesn't actually have a faith. And that's wonderful. We all love one another, and we're going to continue to talk about these things. The things we believe in and the things we believe about what we read in the Bible. Not all of these are necessarily true. Some of it is opinion and speculation. Thank you for listening and speculating with us. There you go. That was good. Yes. Oops, oops, oops. <laughs> you are listening to the Burrows of Berea. Well, welcome back to the Burrows of Berea. I am Rick Welch, and to my left is Big Daddy Carter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are the worst team. And by that, I mean a very good team. <laughs> oh, gosh. Straight out of Compton, Ralph Hicks. Represent. He's but, back, baby. <laughs> he's back. Yeah, back. Behind the glass, Rocket Man, Andy Bishop. Yeah. Jerry the Annihilator Lewis. Can Hello. anybody name that song? It's a Jackson. God, it's slipping my brain. Beat it. Nope. No. No, that would be. Okay, so what, what <laughs> it was, was it? Inner Sandman by Metallica. Oh. Don't, don't, Jerry don't, the you Annihilator. Were, you were doing it no, I'm going to tell you. I was doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I would have recognized that one. Yeah. I, did I say it? Inner Sandman? You said it. Yeah, you said it, but the way you played it. All right, enough. Our listeners could care less. I'll have to cut some of this out. Leave it in there. This is my brain. So, guys, back in February, as a matter of fact, it was on Valentine's Day. Pastor Michael Miano of the Blue Point Bible Church asked me to be on the Power of Preterism Network, and this is a show that he has. He puts out two or three videos weekly where he talks about the Bible or talks about issues or he, you know, he has guests on. I know Pete and Rachel Rue have been on there, um, somebody in Ward Finley who I haven't met, but I'm going to be meeting this October because we're going to be going to their conference up in uh, Long Island. Looking forward to it. I see your smile. What are you smiling about, bro? I, just, I don't know. If you, when you say stuff, it brings it to my head. I'm- what is it? Metallica? Oh. Their early days. <laughs> it's showing the it's showing the Eric the Bana Hulk, Hulk versus yeah. the new Hulk <laughs> based on those years. Sorry, you're not gonna understand that, but Metallica nineteen eighty one to nineteen eighty nine. Yes. They were like the old Eric Bana Hulk, you know, from that movie. And then nineteen ninety one to the present, it's, it's the new Mark Ruffalo <laughs> and a much more dignified metal. <laughs> Right? <laughs> That's if really it can funny. Be. Yeah. But anyway, so he had me on and I actually gave my personal testimony and it was a little bit more thorough. I went through quite a bit. And so we decided to go ahead and release that today. Some other news that I would like to give you guys up front. Last week, you listened to uh, the testimony of Pastor Doug Wilson. And man, what a testimony. Yeah, it was a great testimony. It was very interesting. I thought it was cool that he was, you know, in a submarine. Oh yeah, you know, like a diesel. He's, he's, he's fascinating. Himself. Yeah, diesel, diesel submarine. Sub. We could have done another hour. I'm like, oh, easy, effortlessly, absolutely, yeah, yeah. and uh, very, very. It wasn't P fifty one, right? Submarine, right. but it was a diesel submarine, right? I, I just think it's remarkable that, that people would stay in that confined quarters, you know, underwater. So, like, with what I just went on with Ocean Gate, you know, and that most recent thing that broke my heart, you know, when they're at the Titanic, this recent thing that happened to these people, and ugh. It's it's so exciting to like underwater discovery, but then how quickly it can be over. You I, know? I don't know how long they knew they were in trouble for, but when it happened, it was over. It was over that 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 fraction second. of a That's second. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. But uh, anyway, when we had him on um, after the episode, I actually had a nice um, discussion with him, and uh, I posed to him the idea of a future debate uh, in regard to full preterism versus. Um, uh, post-millennial and partial preterist viewpoint. Yeah. Um, we, I asked him if he'd be interested in doing a partner debate uh, against Michael Sullivan and Don Preston, who have uh, are interested in doing the debate in that he could have someone else with him, whether it was Dr. Sam Frost. Uh, he made suggestions of people like Keith Matheson and Steve Gregg. Uh, and so... Jeff Durbin. Jeff Durbin. Um, he knows Jeff. And so that would be interesting... Because I watch his apology. Or, yeah, I think you know. he, I think he suggested him for a moderator, though. Maybe no, he actually no? suggested oh, okay. Darren Doan as the okay. moderator, and Darren Doan is the one that created that movie Collision, and uh, which was the debate between 
Doug Wilson and Christopher Hitchens. Sounds like a man that knows his business. He actually knows filming and, and, and everything too. So I'd love to get a chance to meet him. I know he's a personal friend of Gary DeMars and Gary DeMar was an executive producer on that, that movie. So that's pretty cool. But, and he said that he would be interested in, but there's a lot of particulars I've got to work through. It's a, it was a, it was a baby. It was a strong, yeah. it was a, it was a reasonably as, placed maybe. Yeah. He used yeah. the word, I don't mean to be persnickety, however, but he did, he did say that he was willing. And he also thought um, that this debate would be something that was worthwhile to have. Uh, he just believes it needs to be done right. And I agree with him. So anyway, that could be happening. But for today, that's just something little, people. Yeah, just a little thing. Just a and little. And then, but if, so uh, especially for us podunk boroughs down here in Hendersonville, <laughs> North Carolina, just a bunch Carolina. of asses, much much asses in the middle of a giraffe. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, um, no. But Jerry's anyway, giving me a whole look. This intro is, is, is like this a, intro is spiraling right out of control. <laughs> is that like a turducken? A turducken? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, hey, Cherry, uh, you got another cousin joke? That was bad. No. <laughs> that was a bad joke. The cousin joke where the cousins come from. I'm not even going to say oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Somebody <laughs> made a left turn at Albuquerque. Yeah. Well, anyway, if I hope you guys, uh, um, you know, if, if you want to listen to me talk more, then hang in there. <laughs> it's all about you, Rick. We'll talk to you guys again at the, uh, the end of that. So hope you enjoy. Mighty God, we do thank you. We thank you for uh, the opportunity to be here. We thank you that Rick has made some time and, and was able to join with us and uh, will graciously share his thoughts and his testimony with us, Lord. And uh, we thank you for your work in his life. We thank you for uh, your work in us, Lord, your church. We thank you for your work in this world, Lord, as we look out. And yes, we praise you for the eyes to see and the ears to hear, uh, to see where you're at work, Lord. And we ask that you continue to give us clarity, you continue to encourage us in these things, Lord. And we thank you for giving us an understanding of you, our first love, Lord. We thank you because we love you because you've loved us. And we pray that we continue to be humbled by that truth and that uh, we just continue to relish our identity in you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So again, uh, Rick Welch is going to join with us. I'm going to go ahead and begin unmuting uh, the mics here, or well, Rick's mic. And, uh, you know, I have to say, uh, the Burroughs of Berea podcast, uh, not only is it a creative and gracious and open forum there, uh, just this morning, I was talking with someone, and many of you might know, I, I was able to share my testimony there. I was able to go visit uh, down there in North Carolina and share my testimony. I was I had the privilege to be a part of a Ruth series, uh, be a part of a Hebrew series, and so many great conversations happening on the Burroughs of Berea podcast. And uh, we'll make sure you have opportunity. If you have not already found your way over there, we'll provide you with links and everything on a blog that we'll type up later today at our blog site, full of resources that will be mentioned here in a moment. I say all of that because the podcast is great in that regard. However, when I went down there and I visited, and I said this to someone just this morning uh, after they called me and said, you know, I, the boroughs of Berea, they have a, a great mannerism about them. It's just, it's, it's free, it's freeing, it's encouraging. And uh, I said, you know, as someone that's went down there and visited with them, Rick demonstrates that person, that, that persona, you know, it's just getting to know him and, and the way that he uh, encourages the group, the way the group encourages him. Uh, it's just amazing to see. It's not something that's just being done for, let's say, uh, Hollywood. Uh, it's, you know, it's a, a good thing and it's, it's a blessing. So, uh, Rick, we thank you for taking some time out of all days on Valentine's Day to join with us for our podcast. And uh, I look forward to having some conversation this afternoon. Yeah, it's great to be here. And again, thanks for uh, postponing. I know we were supposed to do this at one, and but you worked with me. I appreciate that, brother. <laughs> I really do. Oh, I'm, I'm appreciative of your time, brother. Uh, so if you don't mind, we'll jump right in on this here. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us where you're from, your family. Uh, you know, I know you. Some folks here may know a little bit about you. But if you don't mind, let's lean in on those that don't know anything about you and uh, sure. share, with you, share with us a bit. Yeah, sure. So, uh, I, I live in North Carolina, Western North Carolina now. Uh, I was born in Michigan. My family are from up north, the Ohio, Michigan, Maine area. And so, I lived up north and I uh, used to talk faster back then. Uh, and then we moved down south here And um, when I was five. And believe it or not, uh, where I'm at right now, I'm actually about two miles away from where we moved when I was a kid um, uh, as a kindergartner. 
And so I was raised in the South. And so they were say, you know, down here, they call you a Yankee, you know, if you're born up North. And then if you were raised in the South, you're raised Southern by the grace of God, they say, you know, but, but I would say that too, you know. Um, so I, as I was raised here, my family, uh, they, they weren't involved in the church. Um, in fact, it was generational, not involved in the church. And so uh, I was raised atheist, although my mother didn't did have a bible and i've talked about this on the podcast before we had a family bible that uh if you set your tea on it they'd smack you on the head and say you're being dis- disrespectful to god you know but we never cracked the book and read it um a lot of drugs a lot of alcohol a lot of crazy stuff you know coming up when i was young and then uh yeah when i was around 10 years old uh there was a church called stony mountain baptist church in hendersonville that had started a bus ministry and they had bought a bunch of used school buses from the county and they put them into action on Sunday mornings. And they went around in our county and picked us up and brought us to church. And for me, that was awesome because anything to get out of the house, you know, get to ride a bus somewhere else new. And it was great. But that's when I was introduced to the gospel. It was the first time that I had ever really heard of Jesus Christ uh, at the age of 10. And I heard so many you know, sermons about the love of God. And I think this is a perfect day because uh, February 14th being Valentine's Day and the big hearts and love. Uh, if anybody listens to our podcast, you know, that's where our heart is. We try to love. Hey, check out the cup. I love it. <laughs> that's right. Burroughs of Berea podcast. <laughs> that's good. I don't even have one. <laughs> but um, I heard about God's love, you know, um, down here, and I don't know if it's like it, you know, like this up in Long Island, but John three sixteen is a verse that's quoted quite often. You know, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And we quote that a lot of times. We quote it out of context, but um, it meant everything to me. It meant everything to me to hear that God loved me. You know, and I, I felt a conviction in my heart. You know, I knew that I had been um, a sinner, but just in the basic way, you know, I was a liar. I'd stole some things, you know, I was young, nothing major, but it was enough. It was enough. I felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit at 10. And so I prayed to receive salvation. I was uh, baptized within a month after that. And then the church bus ministry ended. And that was the end of my churching, you know, and uh, I didn't go back to church Again, until I guess I was 17 and I was invited, my um, foster sister, there there were some some issues with my family. Now, my family and I, uh, my blood relatives, we are get along great. Everything's wonderful today. But back then there were some issues with drugs and some uh, financial scenarios that caused me to have to stay with another family. And that other family were pure atheists. But they were very loving. It was a kind of an odd upbringing, you know. Uh, but my foster sister invited me to church. And um, it was nice to go and to hear the messages, you know, from the scripture again. But to be with friends. But it just never really, it's almost like it never really took, you know. Like it just didn't take. I don't know what it was. All of these churches were Southern Baptist. And so... Whenever my sister turned 17, she died in a car wreck. And shortly before she died, about two weeks before she died, she told me she didn't know if she believed in God anymore. She was struggling with it. And I was very upset by that. I I just, I don't know what it was, but after she died, that that really bothered me. And I, I remember begging God, you know, did she lose her salvation because she said that? You know, what, what does this mean? Because I love my sister. And I thought, wow you know, to give it all up. I can't believe it. So I didn't know, you know, I I was wrestling with that. Hmm. Well, after, after that period of time and getting married and having children and um, a divorce and a remarriage and just going through life, I just remember I was sitting in a Southern Baptist church and they were singing a song. I know my name is there. It's in a, a bat, an old Baptist hymnal. It's a little, maroon red hymnal they call it the red hymnal and i just kept thinking to myself you know i don't know 
I really don't know. I want to know, but I don't know. And I just remember I went to the pastor and I, and I called him and I was like, that song really convicted me because I don't know. I want to know, but I don't know. And he said, well, why don't we go down to this old fashioned altar, you know, which is what you do in the Baptist church. And let's just lay it down at the altar and figure it out. Let's just figure it out. And that's really when I opened up, I just opened up to the Lord and just begged him. I want to know you. And I want to know that you know me. And I just, I want to feel uh, not just a feeling, but I want the Holy spirit. I want this, everything that I keep hearing about, I just don't want it. Pastor Miel, I got to tell you, it happened. It just did. It happened. It was radical. Um, I immediately, like all of it, it just, everything hit me all at once. And all, and I'd studied scripture off and on for years, you know, but just out of, and I loved the Bible, which sounds odd, but I just, um, I just did. And after that experience, my heart changed. I had a very, very hard heart. And scripture is very clear about a hard heart, what God can do with it. Sure is. Yeah. And so on a heart day, heart day, mine was made very soft, like made of flesh again. And so then I, you know, I was just, I was studying and I decided to start making films because <laughs> I love making films. And I did um, the first film at the church. I did one called the resurrection and the life based on Lazarus. who's my favorite character in the scripture. I love to study uh, John 11 and 12. And I just wanted to make that film. So I did it. And I made that first film in black and white. I'll never forget it. Uh, I learned so much just because this, one of the things that changed my life at that point with making films was the verse when I wanted to know when I, when I did the script, I used the King James version of the Bible only just the words from the Bible as what you heard audibly. Um, and so I wanted to be clever and say written by the apostle John. Well, the problem is it doesn't tell you that it, we know it's the gospel of John. It says that history has, you know, and tradition has told us that it was, but I couldn't, the only person that I knew that it wrote, it was the disciple whom Jesus loved. And it had always been told that it was John always assumed that it was John. Um, but I suddenly couldn't be clever about it. So I just said written by the disciple whom Jesus loved. And that was the end of it. But it, I thought, but it wouldn't leave me alone. And so I just kept studying and studying and studying and studying. Then Billy Kimsey, who was on our podcast, reached out to me. He had been going through a divorce and we just decided to get together and do a Bible study. And Billy had issues with remembering scripture. And I understand that, you know, I know a lot of people that, that deal with that. I, I don't have scripture perfectly memorized, but I do have a good memory. And so my recall is there, but we thought that if we would record it, then Billy could listen, go back and listen later. So I called my friend, Andy Bishop, who owns giraffe studio and, and asked if I could go in and just record this Bible study. And so I just started writing content and I sat down with, with Billy and we recorded who created the world. That was just the first thing. So who created the world? Billy, God. Great. If I said, Jesus Christ created the world, what would you say? I'd say you were wrong. Awesome. Here we go. So let's get into the scripture, right? So it just started from there and we enjoyed it. And uh, Andy, who is an atheist and remember my family are atheists. And so um, it's hard for me to turn my back on anyone um, no matter where they are. Because one thing that I did learn, especially from the scriptures, was that we are to love our, even our enemies. And it's not a fake it till you make it kind of love. This is an effort. This is a love that requires pain. It requires true effort. Um, you're looking down the barrel of a gun at somebody. And we're not going to strike them back. Um, now, a lot of people will disagree with me about that, but that's just my take. Um, and so... From there, I asked Andy, hey, why don't you grab a mic, you know, and if you want to talk, talk. Let's just talk about the Bible. And it, it just kind of grew from there. Then I met Ralph. Of course, I've known Ralph. I worked, I've made several, several films, and Ralph helped me on a few of them. And Andy was our sound guy. And, um, 
so that was a good fit. And then Cherry came along and Sarita and then Tiziana and, um, and kind of, it was a blessing to have you on Mike. You were on several episodes, actually. You came on the one that came out today, uh, the Ruth part two. But as we were studying together, we began, and this is where we get into preterism. Um, I decided to do a study on the Olivet Discourse. It was really one of those places that confused me because I heard a lot of different people saying a lot of different things. And being Southern Baptist, I was premillennial, um, tribulation, rapture. You know that that's all I knew. And prophecy was incredibly confusing, and um, it seemed like every time something happened in the news, it was always this is it, you know, and there was just always this concern. And I went through, even, you know, as a young person, I remember certain times during uh, like 1988, you know, whenever all that was going down, 88 reasons and 89 again, and just Y2K and the, you know, all the craziness that happened. I just remember being, that was so driven by the church. I remember the left behind films and the books and the book series was huge and all of my friends and everybody reading it, it was crazy, you know, and, but I, when I read the Oliver discourse, it just didn't sound like that. You know, it just didn't sound like that at all. And one night, um, because I'd started the podcast because I'd been releasing it, uh, and being the selfish person that I am, <laughs> I wanted to see, okay, how are we doing on Google? How's you know, how are the boroughs finding out? If you have anything out there, you want to know if people know about it, right? And I think you're muted. I can't hear you. Um, there you are. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, I, I just remember. I don't know. I just. I started searching for the boroughs of Berea and Berean Bible Church pops up. Virginia Beach. I was like, oh, that's neat. What's that? And I clicked on it. And it was because I was, as I was also studying, the sun will be darkened and the moon will lose its light. This says the sun will be darkened and a study on apocalyptic language in the New Testament. And it was Jeffrey McCormack, who is an elder at Berean Bible Church. And I was like, that's interesting. And I started watching it and my mind was melting when I was listening to this. I was like, what is this? You know, and at first you want to reject it because you're like, wait, no, no, that's not how it is. But I just kept watching, you know, I just kept watching. And then I saw the Olivet Discourse and I was like, well, I'm going to study on the Olivet Discourse. And so Pastor David Curtis had his. And I noticed on their website that they had all of these resources. You could go on and you could just download the transcripts. You could watch the videos. You could use anything that they have. They'll give it away. And I was so enamored by that. And so I decided to take that and I studied it very, very thoroughly. And I was shocked. And so I decided to introduce it to the group. And we did a side study on the Oliver Discourse. And if you listen to it, it's very interesting because what you're hearing is real-time conversion of a person. Where I was going from premillennial dispensationalism to partial preterism and how I worked my way to full prayer. And, and I hold that position still. And I don't see how I could ever not uh, after going through that. But I had to end the study soon, sooner. I was going to go to a 12-part series, but we ended up doing eight. Because the cast just couldn't take it. It was so in-depth and it was so riveting that we just ended it. And I just told everybody, hey, go to Berean Bible Church and, you know, watch that. And um, that's when I discovered you, actually. I was I started getting into, de- like, watching debates, uh, you and Sam Frost. And um, just all of this was so new. And I learned, you know, I discovered, um, I had heard of Gary DeMar but I didn't really know what partial preterism was. I just, I'd heard of last day's madness. And um, so I just started putting more and more effort into it, just reading the scriptures. And I just said, I've got to go meet these people, you know, at Virginia beach. So they had a conference 
And last year I went to their spring conference and I met them um, individually and thanked them all individually. I have a funny story. Jeff McCormick was the first person that I actually saw. So I went up to him and I was like, Hey, I'm a huge fan. I, I loved your son will be dark. And I watched, you know, like deer in the headlights looking at me, like, who is this goof? You know, like, <laughs> and so I just, he just like walked away and didn't say anything. And I was like, huh. I figured he would have been like, thanks. You know, he came to me the next day. He was like, I was so dumbfounded. I've never had anybody ever say that to me. I didn't know what to do with myself. And so, but great friends, great friends. I love them all. I love them all at Berean Bible Church. Um, and that's one thing that I've learned being in this group is that we all are going to be from different walks of life. All of us. None of us have the same story and praise God that we don't because it would be incredibly boring. Amen. But we, yeah, but we have a lot to be thankful for, especially in this country. We have so many things to be thankful for. Yeah, we have things to work on. Um, Black History Month is an important month to me. My uncle is black and my, all my cousins, you know, are um, mixed race. And um, I've, I've done a lot. I've talked a lot about um, racism in America. Um, I've talked a lot about the changes, even that the fact that I was racist and what it, what it meant, like how I learned how I was racist and how hard it was to unlearn it, you know, and, by the time we got done with that series, I remember Andy was like, we've solved racism, you know, like, no, but the reality is, is that if you love one another, as Christ loved us, then we're going to have to learn how to walk a mile in other people's shoes. We have to stop. And we have to think about what that means. If you're a meth addict and you're, you know, you're going to lie about everything. Does that mean that I'm just to shun you? No, you can't let people run over you. You know, you only have two cheeks to slap, buddy. That's, I think it's a misrepresentation of what Christ was doing. We, we end the evil. It stops with us. It stops. So if it means we lose our life, if it means we have to give everything out of our wallet that day, or um, invite people into your home that are scary or whatever it might be, that's what we're going to do. I believe that's what the Lord would have us to do, even at our own cost in every way. And so the rest of the group um, on the podcast, we've learned how to love one another and we've learned how to stand our ground. If we feel this is the way it is. I know Sarita, you know, she's, uh, she's easily offended. She says that all the time, but um, she's studying now. She's not what she once was because of the love. Is she a, a preterist? No, no, she'll say. And I say, I'm going to say something to you, Sarita. I don't want you to be hurt when I say it. But I love you. And what's, what I see in you is that you're not there yet. But I don't want you to think that I think that I'm above you. That's not it. I just know what you're going to find if you keep seeking. If you keep seeking after him, it will come. He'll, he'll show you this. And when I learned what preterism was, when I finally understood it, the world got beautiful so quick, you know, Amen. you know, you remember those days whenever it's like you were so worried that things are going to be on fire all the time that suddenly you realized I'm living in the kingdom now and I've got work to do. And there's people that are hurting and people that need me and I got to get to work, you know, and oh, this isn't the new heaven and the new earth, they say. Oh, yes, it is. And Christ brought it. And let me tell you something. He gives you a life and it's abundant. And even the premillennial dispensationalists will claim it. He gives you an abundant life. Well, that's right now. The abundant life is now, you know? Anyway, so Amen. that's my story. Uh, if I may, uh, just ask you a couple things and make a couple comments in the midst of uh, some things you just shared. Uh, sure. I appreciate your, you know, again, uh, I meant everything I said at the very beginning. Uh, I appreciate your, your authenticity. I appreciate your graciousness and, and the way you share certain things that they're deep, but they're, you share them in a way where I, I feel many all, uh, can receive them. Um, 
a couple of things I wanted to share was obviously as you share your story, uh, I think you and I can see where there's this sort of design of God at work in our lives, right? It was like God just showed up in these strange spots and moments to, you know, remind you I'm here and I love you and I care about you. And I, I just want to take a moment to praise God for that in your life. And, you know, hopefully all of us can mark those moments out in our lives where we've just seen that glimmer of, of hope. Even in some of those dark, dark moments, we've seen God just show up somewhere, somehow, and, and he always does. So uh, as you shared, that was something that just really stood out to me. And I hope you would testify to the, that, that truth, Rick. Absolutely. I know um, I had a moment not too long ago when we were coming to the studio getting ready to record and there was a young man um, who was a, he was a rapper and he was actually there uh, earlier and had hoped to rap on an album with another group that were uh, working and he didn't. And when I got there, he was stoned out of his mind, drunk out of his mind. And Andy had warned us, Hey, he's still here. He's kind of belligerent. And uh, I didn't really think much of it. And when I got there, he came out and he just, he got in my face and he was yelling and it was instantaneous. I, I, Pastor Riano, I, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but the Holy Spirit just descended on me immediately. And I was going to do nothing but just love this kid. I was just done. It didn't matter what was going on, what was coming out of his mouth. I was just going to love him no matter what. And so, and forgive my voice. I've just got over some some illness it's starting to go on me a little bit but i um i just looked him in the eyes and i said you know tell me what's wrong what's wrong and he was yelling and screaming almost like spitting and the girls started coming in and um down here in the south everybody's packing right i'm not i don't carry any guns but the women do they've got them in their purses or on them you know it's pretty wild but you know they were asking if i was okay and everything and i just knew i needed that i needed some alone time i just needed a minute you know and he he looks at me and he says at the end of this is this tirade he throws his hat on the ground he's ripping at his shirt he's so upset and he looked at me and he says my dad is dying and when I heard that, then all of a sudden I knew what was up. Like, I was like, there it is. There it is. And so I asked him if I could hug him. And he looked at me really funny. And he was like, I don't know what's going on with you right now, brother. But I can't look at you. And I was like, can I hug you, please? And just, you know, and I hugged him. And I remember I, I grew up around weed, so I could smell it, you know, and I could smell the weed real strong on him and everything. And I could smell the alcohol and I was holding him. And I said, I love you, man. I was like, it's, I'm sorry about your dad. I am. I'm sorry. But if you want to come in here and sit with us, you can come sit with us. You don't have to be alone. And he just stepped back and he left. He was like, I got to go. And so he just walked off and left. And I went in the studio and was talking with the Burroughs. And I don't know what it was, but something, it, it, I don't know if you guys have ever, Edward might know, Pastor Miano, you might know, I don't know, but. Something told me to just tell Andy, hey, get him back in the studio and let him do a song about his dad and pay for it. And he was like, Andy didn't know how to take that. He didn't know what was going on. You've had those moments whenever God's told you to give somebody something. It, it's just, it's what's needed. We don't receive glory. We hide it. We keep it in secret. Our God works. He rewards us openly. We don't have to do me saying this doesn't rob the blessing. He's already done it. Right. Otherwise I wouldn't have told you, but I'm just saying that because sometimes when you love others, you have to give, you got to give. It's more, you're more blessed to give than to receive our Lord said. Right. And so when we get on the podcast and we talk and we, we reach out, I just want people to get the Bible and pick it up. I want them to read it. I, I don't want them to. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to tell you, no, that's not how it is. That's not how it is. And especially if you're coming from a full preterist, you know, eschatology, you're going to have a lot of people say that. But it doesn't matter if you, if you study the scripture. We all have the Holy Spirit. 
We don't need a man to teach us. We have pastors that is ordained by God. I see that. But there are moments whenever we need to learn directly from the Holy Spirit. So we study the scriptures and we discuss it from where we are. And if two or more are gathered together in his name, who's there? He is. That's right. Amen. He says, I'm in the midst. Well, that's where it's at. You know, we can, we can sit and we can take a Bible and we can take, you know, a thesaurus. We can take Vine's Expository Dictionary and all the study guides. And it's wonderful. Don't get me wrong. It's wonderful. Use them. But if you start using them to hurt people, then you've made a very serious error. Amen. We cannot hurt one another. We have to love people where they are. That's my mission. My mission in life, God, is, God has shown me that people are hurting. People are scared. There's anxiety. The world is upside down. It looks weird. And dude, I'm a, I'm a diplomat. I work for a king, you know? <laughs> My king is Jesus. And I serve him. This is where I serve in the kingdom. So that's my mission is just to tell people about Christ, to read God's word, but also to keep it in its context. And also to make sure that what I'm trying to say is to the best of the ability that I have. And if I, but I'm not above reproach or correction. Amen. That's right. You know, and, and I definitely appreciate as I listen to, you know, you sharing even more there, uh, you know, I appreciate the seeking, the searching mentality that, you know, God has deposited within you. You know, that's something that's very evident. I want to praise God for that. And of course, I want to praise God for the mentors and the influences that God has brought in your life. You mentioned some, you know, you mentioned that song, I'm going to dig it up. Uh, I know my name is there. Uh, I'll share the link later for folks that maybe don't know. Uh, it's an old time gospel song. It's old. And then you yeah. mentioned Billy. I know Billy's on the podcast there. And, you know, you mentioned Andy and, and Pastor Dave Curtis and, uh, you know, a lot of great influences. So I want to praise God in that regard. And, uh, you, you know, I listened. Uh, so I'm, I'm a Burroughs of Berea podcast fan, you know, so I listened. Uh, that's awesome. Know, Thank still you. Still working my way through the testimonies and still working my way through certain things. I listened to the Olivet Discourse. I listened to the most recent anniversary. So I want to say happy anniversary, three seasons yeah. there. Well, that's yeah. beautiful. And, you know, a couple, uh, just uh, if I may say this briefly here, um, what I love about the boroughs of Berea, just to really encourage folks to really go over there and, and visit the podcast, share it with others, is that, how do I want to say this? I want, there's so much I want to say at once. Um, you know, there's this conversational style. That's the, what you should get from the outset. The, another thing you'll notice that I, I actually had, uh, that I realize is when I listen to a couple of podcasts from the boroughs of Berea, I feel like I already know everybody. You know, and then it's like, well, wait a minute, I have to back up. I don't know everybody. There's still so much more to learn about each person. However, it's just so welcoming of a room. Even, you know, I might encourage folks, just go listen to the most recent anniversary podcast and you'll get it. You'll get what I'm saying. You'll, you'll see how, uh, you know, the personality is there, the, the, the true authenticity. People are really trying to learn together. This isn't some, you know, let's agree because we're on a podcast together. This is, you know, really neat uh, and encouraging to listen to. The Olivet Discourse, uh, you know, the series was really great. Uh, obviously, there's some others that I'm going to be encouraging folks to check out the Ruth in Hebrew, uh, Hebrews uh, series there. Uh, and just this morning, and Rick, uh, after I finish here, I'm going to ask you, what's what's a, a favorite podcast of yours uh, that you might have listened to before or anything? But I'll share uh, for me again, that's a big thing. Podcast is like my personal way of showing self-love, uh, you know, going and learning something, listening to other folks teach. So. Um, just this morning, I started listening to this new podcast uh, called the Jocko podcast. And, um, you know, I found myself over there. He, there were some encouraging things I saw on YouTube. So um, they actually, interestingly enough, just this morning, the podcast released was about the, the contrarian attitude. And I say that because as I listen to Rick, it sounds as though you've been blessed with that contrarian attitude. And the podcast, again, comes off as a sort of contrarian. However, and they talked about this this morning in that podcast I listened to, contrarian, but not contrarian for contrarian sake. You're not mm -hmm. trying to just be difficult. It's that we're, we're learning together. We're willing to take, you know, a different perspective in and hear it out all the while doing this with a, a, a purpose, love to value people, to make people feel valued. And uh, he really did get in on that this morning. It was a very quick 13 minute podcast. And I was like, you know, God, I, I always appreciate those God moments, you know, where God just shows up. And uh, so I say that because 
that's what I've seen with the Burroughs of Berea uh, podcast. You know, I've seen the contrarian but gracious attitude. You know, we'll consider different things. Like, for example, I know I'm curious to hear Sarita explain the seventh day trumpet uh, view that she mentioned. Yeah, what's that all about? We got to figure out what is that? You know, we're going to do it. We're going to sit down and we're going to listen to her. Oh, that's good. And so thank you. You know, I want to truly thank you and let you know that everything I'm sharing is my honest thoughts as I ponder just how appreciative I am of you and, and of what the Burroughs of Berea uh, truly is providing. Oh, thank you. And that means a lot coming from you, Mike. It does. Um, and I, I, <laughs> I have felt bad um, that day when you said I'm feeling famous and I was like, you're not. And I was busting your chops. Um, you were famous to me. And, I, you know, you were. You just were because you were everywhere when I was looking for this stuff, you know. And um, so that means a lot that you said that, Mike. So thank you very much. Oh, praise God. Well, thank you again. And I, I truly mean that. I want to encourage folks to go over there and really be blessed. Uh, Rick, do you mind if we uh, open up? Oh, and I, I did want to ask you before I open up for other questions, if you don't mind, is uh, do you have a favorite podcast that you listen to? Uh, right now I do. Uh, of course, I listen to the Gary Tomorrow podcast. I like uh, what Gary does. He, you know, stays with current events and works on things um, pretty distinctly. Um, and he's he's going through a really cool shift right now. I think you've recognized that. We don't know what that means fully yet, but we just see it. And I enjoy the fact that even after 40 years of writing and having his neck out on the chopping block, he's still asking questions. I hope I'm doing that in 40 years. Um, But uh, after 40 years, but then uh, he and Kim Burgess just released a new one called covenant hermeneutics and biblical eschatology. I don't know if you've listened to it or not, but it's fantastic. Um, I know where Kim's headed. I can tell. Uh, it's incredible. I love it. Um, if you're a full preterist, you're probably not going to like it. Um, but I like what he's doing. I, I, I mean, just I enjoy listening to him talk. Um, he says a lot of my same words that my dad says. <laughs> Here's the kicker, you know, stuff like that. Um, that's a really good podcast. And then as far as that's my biblical faves, uh, I always go on and listen to the Berean Bible Church, you know, RSS feed. Um, and then for just fun, but you got to watch the language is smartless. Have you ever heard of smartless? No. Smartless is uh, Jason Bateman, uh, the actor, and he interviews yeah. a lot of famous people. It's a very funny podcast, but you, you just have to watch the language. Sometimes okay. it can get a little out of control. So sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> That's fair. Appreciate the heads up. Explicit warning there, folks. Yeah. Explicit warning. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah, I'll check it out. You know, and, and it's funny that you said that if you're a full preterist, you won't like the podcast. I don't. However, I will say I love the humility and exactly what you mentioned. I'm a listener, so they have my attention. I'm pay- paying attention to Kim and uh, Gary there. And uh, I did find myself being frustrated, you know, listening to a couple podcasts. And again, that's a part of this seeking, searching, studying, and proving mentality is that if you're not finding yourself frustrated at moments where you're engaging thought that you might not agree with, you're probably studying wrongly. Uh, so, <laughs> well, I have, um, you know, I've been talking back and forth with Kim Burgess and uh, I have, um, we're doing a study on the Burroughs of Brio right now called It's Time to Grow Up. And it's a study of the Epistle of Hebrews. And um, you'll know where I'm heading. You'll pick up where I'm heading. And it's, and that book is such a pivotal powder keg of a book in its time for what it was and the fact that the church didn't have it in their canon for 400 years is just mind boggling, but we have it in our canon now, you know? And so we, uh, we're going to be going through it step-by-step. Step. It's a 16 part series. We're just now releasing part two this Thursday. It's going to be um, a very deep one. You were part of the preamble actually, as we're, we're showing how God got his creation back and, and how Christ was the one and what he did with Israel and why he loved Israel and, and what happened to that flesh nation, what happened to it and um, who we are today. It tells you who you are. It's such a beautiful book. And so we're going into it, I think. And so I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'll keep listening to Ken. I'm enjoying it. I know Gary's coming to the conference um down at Brian Bible Church in April. Hopefully everything 
stays there. I, I'm, I'm really curious uh, how all this is going to pan out. You know, if anything, I hope that we can all love one another despite our differences. Amen. Absolutely. That should be the attitude moving forward. Um, Rick, do you mind if I unmute Edward and allow him to share some thoughts and ask a question or two? Absolutely. All right, great. Edward, we want to appreciate your presence here with us this afternoon. And of course, we do have a good attendance on Facebook, and I know many will view afterwards. So I want to thank those that are viewing live and those that will view and share uh, after the fact. Perfectly, you're being edified this afternoon. Edward, what's going on, brother? Yes, thank you. Um, I have not gotten the opportunity <clears throat> to really look at the boroughs of Berea, but Pastor did help me put it on my Spotify. So I have it where I can view it on my television. Um, and also, I, I like how you were talking about, you know, how, how it's better to give than to receive. Um, and then, you know, we know we can't give what we don't have. So I, I appreciate the fact that you've been searching, seeking, improving, studying, improving all things, you know. And by doing so, you know, you, you've acquired that to where it's how the scripture says, you know, be prepared to give an answer. You know, and it doesn't have to be scriptural, like you said with that gentleman, that rap gentleman, and that how, you know, you wanted him to, you know, go in and talk about his dad on his rap. You know, however, you know, uh, you gave what you had at that point. You know, it, it wasn't, it, it, it didn't have to be scripture, but it was, it was live. Uh, how, how did Pastor use the word? Um, orthopraxis. You yeah. know, you, you're actually living scripture. You know, and I thought that was excellent. And um, for those people that, you know, look at the world and, you know, like atheists or however, look at the world that is so terrible or however, and they have the anxieties and things of this nature. That's why we're to be that example of the kingdom. Let them see the kingdom life, you know, because the world life, you know, is is chaotic. You know, the kingdom life yes. is what where's the, the abundance and the love and all the beauty, you know, that was to, you know, exemplify, you know. Uh, I was thinking of a scripture. What was it? Um, yes, uh, the kingdom of God is not of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So what to demonstrate that, that, you know, people can see the kingdom and want to be drawn into the kingdom, you know, where God will get the glory. You know, that's basically what I wanted to share. Thank you. Yeah, that's incredible. Thank you for saying that. I know that um, every Monday morning uh, at my company, we have a devotion and we tell our employees, if the, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, blessed be the name of the Lord. We're required to be good stewards in, in this kingdom to be a good steward. But if we're in business because he allows us to, and we just remember that we do our best. We, we, we put our nose down and we get to work. But in the end, he's the one that makes the determination. And we tell all of our employees, whether they're a believer or not, this is what we believe. And, but again, we must be good stewards. So, and what you said earlier is so true, Edward. Uh, maybe we don't have anything to give, but maybe financially at the time. But what I found is that it's not always finances, you know? It's, sometimes it's just a word of encouragement. Sometimes it's just a hug. You know, you know, I remember when I got divorced, I remember how long it felt like I had had human touch. It felt like forever. And I remember somebody hugged me and I just, I started crying and I was like, why am I crying? You know, it's just that physical touch, just getting a hug. And it was so nice. And then someone telling me, I'm going to pray for you tonight, brother. And I was like, that meant something to me at that time. Sometimes people say, you know, you're in my thoughts and prayers and they kind of, whatever, it meant something to me that day. And I knew that they did. And I knew that they would. It's such a nice thing to know that someone would take time to sit down and talk to God on your behalf. It's so important. It's so important. Thank you I for sharing. You that hug. I know what you mean by that hug. I was in a place, you know, in life to where I was at a bus stop, you know, and, you know, I was just acquiring things, you know, stuff, you know, I had my new iPhone and, you know, my blue Under Armour shirt and, you know, stuff like, you know, I, I, you know, like that. And the gentleman asked me, he said, he said, are you happy? Right. And because a friend of mine was asking me about moving, you know, that I, because I was 
preparing to move to a better location. And, and he was afraid to move. So he, he was telling me, you know, you sure you want to move this, that, and the other? And a gentleman was listening to the conversation. I said, yeah, I'm moving on. You know, I, I feel it's that time. And then um, the gentleman asked me, you know, were you happy? And I said, happy, happy. You know, I was thinking, I have stuff. I said, I'm happy, you know. And he said, can I give you a hug? You know, and he hugged me, you know. And that was, you know, something, you know, unexpected, you know. And uh, uh because I didn't know basically really where I was. Was I actually happy or, you know, I had ideas of where I wanted to be in life, you know, which I, I, ha I happen to be there currently, you know, but Praise you know, God I couldn't express, you know, how I was feeling at that moment because I was in that transition period and I didn't know where I was. I was like, you know, in limbo somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It's a nice physical touch is amazing. And, and just, um, with that kid, I just remember, no, the Lord just told me to love on this kid, you know, and it, it was yeah, wonderful. I'm not one, I'm not one to, to, to touch because, you know, I'm from Spanish Harlem, you know, and coming mm. from that location, you know, people are like kind of hard and, you know, and, sure. and to touch another person is like, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's not the uh, norm. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's to get acquainted with being touched and stuff like that is, is it's a new experience and it's it's just something you know that humbles you. It humbles you. It does. It's Amen. Amazing. You know, it's it's funny because as I think about this kingdom ethic, and we're kind of in a uh, you know, there's no secret here at the Blue Point Bible Church. We're going to be uh, focused on the kingdom, which obviously we should always be focused on the kingdom. Uh, but we have a conference coming up in October, the Kingdom and Worldview Conference, and um, so. Interestingly enough, we interviewed Daniel Rogers yesterday about some of his efforts, and we talked a lot about the kingdom of God, a lot about even things you shared, uh, Rick, about the nonviolent nature of the kingdom of God. And that's something Daniel's really been leaning in on. So, um, you know, here we are, we we're talking about the kingdom of God, and I, I know I'm encouraged by that, and I lost my train of thought, but um, I'm encouraged uh, nonetheless. And I, oh, I was saying that in this reality of the kingdom of God, what I've learned is while, you know, you mentioned I've done debates and, you know, I'm sure each of us have had our opportunities of being know-it-alls in some sense, right? And uh, gaining a lot of acquisition of knowledge. However, what I've come to appreciate is that it's an ever-growing, if you're humble enough to realize it's an ever-growing thing. There's things that I thought I knew that I've, un you know, had to relearn and undo. And there's things even to this very day, uh, I might know that we need to love in the kingdom of God and that we need brotherly love. But something I've even become more comfortable in growing in is being willing to give that personal touch, putting your hand on someone's shoulder. Hey, can I pray for you right now? And just taking that moment that it sounds so simple to some people. However, uh, you know, now that I've matured in my area where it's not something just uh, mundane, it's not me just kind of not having anything other than to do than to put my hand on their shoulder, but rather now that I understand the significance of doing it, it's just something that I've come to learn later uh, rather than, you know, you would have talked to me maybe two, three years ago, I would have had a disdain for, you know, kind of doing that and saying, oh gosh, you know, here we go uh, with that type of idea. But I, no, I, I think that we need to be humble to learn, relearn. So there's so much in regards to the kingdom of encouraging people living in love that I think we could all say right now that there's a lot to learn. Yeah, I know. If you think about the disciples, I've always been humbled by that question when they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And I mm -hmm. thought, can you imagine? Can you imagine the fact that that should have been the thing that they should know? <laughs> You're walking with Jesus. Hello. Yeah, but before that, even like this, this is Judaism. This is what you do. You talk to the one true God. and <laughs> But, you know, they didn't know how. And so he tells them, he tells them how, and I love it. And we all know, the, they call it the Lord's Prayer, but it wasn't the Lord's Prayer. It, he just, it's how to pray. You know, the Lord taught us how to pray. And in that, you know, give us this day our daily bread. You know, we know that we can't live by bread alone, but just he knows our need. He knows it. You know, that hallowed is your name. You know, we, we don't even understand or can grasp the true holiness of God and the fact that he reached down and touched somebody like me and like you and like Edward and how he loved us to do that. Man, I, I have no fear. Like there's, you're not going to take anything from me. I have everything. 
I've got it all. And so give it away. <laughs> I mean, this isn't prosperity preaching. We live in a kingdom, man. God has everything. You know, he has everything. And we are good stewards with what we have. But if you see somebody with a need, need it. You know, if you go, oh, you see somebody down here, we have a lot of people that are, they're peddling, you know, they're, they're sitting out by the, the end of the street and they're looking for money or whatever. I always give them money. Don't do that. Cause these people, they make a real good living. No, I don't. I disagree. I disagree. It gives you a moment to say a word, give them a dollar or two. They're going to go buy alcohol. So what? You know, you're, you're, you're giving them a chance to hurt themselves. Wrong. They're going to hurt themselves anyway. I already know that's going to happen. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have an opportunity to look at them. And when I hand them the money, I'm going to say, is there something that I can pray for you today? We only have a minute. The light's going to turn green. What can I pray for you? You know, and you can have a moment. Have that moment. You are the hands and the feet. You are the part of this body. Get to work. Get to work. And stop waiting on the world to end. <laughs> All these people around us. Like, ugh. So much work to do. There is a, that's right. Amen. There is a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm glad that we're co-laborers in the kingdom. And uh, Absolutely. Um, Edward was, uh, I think you, you shared your thoughts all the way. I want to make sure that I allow you to exhaust your thoughts. And then Rick, I'm going to give you a moment to say any closing thoughts here in a moment. Sure. Yeah, I exhausted my thoughts, basically. Yes. Thank you for being here, brother. Again, I appreciate you. And, you know, uh, I would like to thank Rick for, you know, his time here. And his testimony and everything, you know, I learned a great deal. Thank you, Edward. Thank you so much. Good deal. And yeah, I am coming to that conference in October. I'm going to be there. I can't wait to meet all the listeners and to meet your the church and all the people there. I'm so excited. I'm bringing the boroughs with me. I told them we're going to Long Island. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm going to have a tour bus, so we hope. Oh, praise yeah. God. I want to encourage folks, the 8th Annual Bible Conference, the Kingdom and Worldview Conference, October 6th through the 8th, 2023. We have a great lineup of speakers. Not only do we have the Berea, uh, Burroughs of Berea uh, going to be there, we have uh, Glenn Hill, Ward Fenley, Daniel Rogers, Tim Martin. I'll be sharing uh, regarding a book release. Edward will be giving uh, exhortation and a message, and others uh, here from the uh, Blue Point Bible Church will be sharing and you can always expect others to jump in. And uh, we, we usually start working out our outline a couple of months prior, and uh, we're still welcoming others to contribute. So um, please uh, make it, mark your calendars out and, uh, you know, or however I would say that right, uh, put it in your calendar. There we go. And uh, plan to be there with us. And there will be more information, of course, as you see there on the screen, bluepointbiblechurch.org. Uh, we'll have hotel information and things to come in the near future. Looking forward to this. Yeah, my wife loves Glenn Hill. We love, we met him at the conference last year. I love him. You know, we just recently got married. Yes, amen to Lila. She, you know, they met here at the Blue Point Bible Church. No, I had no idea. <laughs> I met her at the conference and um, uh, not at the conference. I met her whenever we went down and we did our first time down with the round table. And uh, Lila came and uh, as as his guest, and I got to be the sweetest lady. And now they're married. I love it. I'm such a Great. sweet couple. Yes, amen. All right, well, Rick, thank you for taking some time. If you don't mind, I'm going to move us to a close of the program this uh, afternoon. I Absolutely. thank you, and uh, I don't find it odd to wish other men happy Valentine's Day because I think it should encourage each of us to walk in love. And I want to encourage all that are tuned in, happy Valentine's Day as well. And just to kind of close out this uh this program today. Uh, I hope that you were blessed by our time. I hope that you were uh, encouraged to continue to tune in. We will go live on Friday, our normal time at 1030 a.m. Eastern, that is, of course, uh, and we'll have a time of fellowship, uh, maybe share about some of the resources. Hopefully, you will go back, review the Daniel Rogers discussion, mark out some of his resources, review them. What we're talking about here, the boroughs of Berea, there's a lot to learn. So I'll be making sure I share a blog with a bunch of resources and hopefully you'll go through them. And then on Friday, join with us at 1030 a.m. Let us know what you've been studying, where you're seeing the power in all these resources. And uh, I know I'm always blessed by the fellowship. We also call it a fellowship Friday uh, to talk together and, and just think together. So uh, thank you for you know being a part of this. Uh, I will provide that blog later today at Power of Preterism. WordPress.com. And if I may just share a post 
Many of you know, uh, we finished doing a fallback to Genesis uh, just a couple uh, weeks back and uh, well, last week for that matter. And uh, this is our first week back to our normal interviews and resources, uh, discussions regarding the power and progress of preterism, particularly rather than focusing in on, let's say, creation and how that fits in on our understanding of preterism. So uh, many of you know, Dave Curtis preached a sermon this past Sunday, and uh, I know many people had different perspectives of that. It ran against some of what we've talked about. And I wanna share with you the post that was shared on the Burroughs of Berea page, because I think it expresses the ethic and the ethos, if you will, of what we talked about today of the kingdom, uh, of you know giving each other air to breathe and think through things and becoming more of an encouragement rather than a discourager. So just want to go ahead and I'm going to close out with this and then we'll close in a benediction. And I thank you all for being a part of our session today. Recently, again, the boroughs of Berea, but we've received emails and comments regarding Pastor Dave Curtis's message from Berean Bible Church of Virginia Beach concerning flat earth theory, etc. As you know, the boroughs of Berea podcast is comprised of those who hold different beliefs from differing sects within Christianity and also has an atheist in the cast. Our culture preaches things like tolerance and acceptance of others while simultaneously ridiculing others for not holding their particular worldview and cancel them. Cancel culture is the norm these days in our American society. Rather than go on and on about this, here is our statement. Rick Welch of the Burroughs stands with Dave Curtis, not because he agrees with everything he says, but because of his dedication to the study of the scriptures and desire to tell others about the saving truth of Yahweh through his son, Yeshua the Messiah, an extreme personal, at extreme personal cost to himself. Pastor Curtis never asks anyone to take what he says as perfect and true, but rather tells everyone else to be Bereans and study it out for themselves. Rick cannot speak for the rest of the cast, but he can speculate. Rocket Man Andy most likely thinks he's bananas, but to be fair, he probably thinks Rick is bananas. He knows Ralph is bananas, and we're not sure if Andy likes bananas because he never asked him. We've never asked him. Billy, I candy Kimsey, most would likely say, would most likely say, you do your thing, bro. Let's go cow tipping. Cherry, the annihilator, will be patient and quiet. Then bring the scriptures right to the side of your face. Tiziana, mom so hard, will tell you, sit in, time out, and think about what you just did. Tiziana, excuse me. Straight out of Compton, Ralph will give you a big hug and tell you all the things about the this and that of the things and stuff. And electric Rickaloo Carter will tell you how flat earth actually was 6,514 years ago, but it was round. That was fun for Rick. One thing for sure, we do not cancel, we love. Others, despite our differences. We do not tear down, we build up. Unless you are a prosperity preacher and take money from our 85-year-old grandmothers. Then the gloves are off. And although this isn't a Holly day, Holly wanted to remind us and our listeners, we all love one another and we're going to continue to talk about these things. The things we believe in and the things we believe about what we read in the Bible. Not all these things are necessarily true. Some of it is opinion and speculation. Thank you for listening and speculating with us. Praise God for the Burroughs of Berea podcast. Thank you, Rick, for your efforts. I thank all of you. Shout out to the Burroughs uh, there of Berea. And uh, I appreciate each of you and, and what you bring to the table, the discussion. And again, it causes me to praise God all the more. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness. May he protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders that he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. God bless. Go in peace. So there you go. Now, everybody, please send me your credit card numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Did yeah. you enjoy the travels on the douche canoe? <laughs> yeah. I found, you know, one of the things that I remember about that day was when I was talking about this love in my heart. You know, it was Valentine's yeah. Day, and yeah. I was talking about the love in my heart and how things changed. And I just love Michael Miano. I think— uh, He seems like a chill dude. He's the greatest. Had a lot of really cool people, to be fair, on this podcast. Yes, like, we really have. This, yeah. There is one to zero people—no, maybe one or two. But on this podcast, I it just the, the people I've met are super cool. Yeah, and and I have to be honest with you, you know, Mike's been around for a long time. The Power of Preterism Network, um, Miano Gone Wild, his apologetics, you know. Yeah. Um, he works 
tirelessly, um, not only in his church, but in his community. And uh, I just love him uh, and his family. And uh, I can't wait to meet his wife and his kids. You know, um, they just had a baby a couple of months ago. Just and keeping up with him on Facebook wears me out. I, he is a very, he's very a happening guy. He's he really boy. is. Yeah. But we will be going up uh, October 6th through the 8th. If anybody is anywhere near Long Island, if you want to come to that conference, go to the Blue Point Bible Church website. The asses are traveling. Yes, we will be going there. <laughs> Glenn Hill's going to be there. Uh, Packing up the asses. Oh, by the way, we're going to be meeting Tim Martin, who gave us that book, Beyond Creation Science. Oh, yeah. And we're going and Ward Finley is there. And so Ooh. we're going to get to meet several people. So I'm super excited about that. We'll be on the scene. We're not doing any speaking necessarily, but I'm going to try to... Uh, sequester them away from the group and have little interviews, mini interviews while I'm there. So, well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, also, Andy, we always have the Patreon thing at the end. We've had a few people that have jumped on Patreon, people I don't even know, oh. and which is so awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys for supporting this. Uh, it has helped. We had a moment whenever Tiziana needed a babysitter and there was funds for that and we were able to do different. It's really cool. It's helpful yeah. to be able to do those kinds Absolutely. of things when we're doing it. So, Big Daddy. Oh, yeah. Good to see you. Ralph, I'm so glad you're back here, man. It's awesome. And Andy and uh, Cherry, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) And we will talk to you guys again next time on the Burroughs of Berea. Peace out. Later. Hey, guys. This is Rick from the Burroughs of Berea. Do you know how much blood, sweat, and tears it takes to make a podcast? None. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't cost a lot. And so if you guys don't mind, if anybody would like to give to help us with these episodes, it would be great. We'll put out even more content. And if you go to our Patreon page, just search for the Burrows of Berea, you'll get extra notes, extra episodes, and it's pretty much free. A dollar gets you a lot. Thanks, guys.